Coming to you live and in living color from the bunker in Conway, South Carolina. I'm George Kite, and this is Violence and Jesus, where we talk about the Warrior Society and their walk with Christ. I want to dive deep with dangerous men and their walks with the Lord, how they got there, and what it takes to change. Come with us. Let's do it. Hello. Welcome once again from the bunker in Conway, South Carolina, with another episode of Violence and Jesus. I'm here with my boys, Bryce and Luke. Hello. Yay. How you guys doing this morning? There is a, a hurricane a, a coming. We have battened down the hatches. We have boarded up our windows with bo- bottles of water. We've bought all the bread mm-hmm. we can stand. Flashlights. And toilet paper. And ba- toilet paper. Batteries. We all got vaccinated from everything. <laughs> so we're safe from the hurricane. So we're safe from the hurricane. Yeah, you don't want that hurricane mixing up all those viruses and then well, that's that's get you with that's it. That's what the POTUS, the president of the United States said was... Whoa. Uh, make sure you get your vaccine. That's what he said last year. It was last year. It was last year. Was it last year? Yeah, it's recycled footage. But, is, is but that, he definitely is that, said it, though. Is that even better? I mean, is that better? No, yeah, okay. no, 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 no. It's the same. Because yeah. knowing him, he probably forgot that he said it last year and would say it again the exact same way. Yeah, he forgot what he said yesterday. I forgot what I said yesterday. I'm so glad to have you guys back. There was a little bit of controversy this week because your boy GW, um, he titled he titled the, the podcast A Little Clickbaity. And uh, I got yelled at a couple people because I think it served its purpose, though. We got What's the title extra. for this one? How I don't know. Clicky baby, are you going to get I'm on this pro- one? I'm probably going to talk about Bryce coming out of the closet or, um, you know, identifying as a table. Mm-hmm. You know, something something mm-hmm. super contrary. Yeah, Luke and Bryce are not responsible for anything that happens after this recording, That's aka right. titles, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. marketing, That's true. pitches, That's true. That's et cetera. True. That's Just true. a little disclaimer. Yeah, yeah, yeah whatever that's, that's comes fine. out of our mouth, that's fine. Is what we said. Yeah, that's fine. Ah, that's fine. That's. I mean, that's fair. Yeah, it doesn't bother me. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> I, I was good to have friends who know their boundaries. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like you know, you know, like. And I'm really glad that I have friends who are just like you know, they know the George factor. You know? <laughs> like fox, are we foxhole friends? Hundred percent, bro. I'm jumping on a grenade for you, dude. Oh yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd throw a grenade, grenade out of a bunker for you. <laughs> okay, but you know, if you learn something in the Marine Corps, you should make a grenade sump, right? Which is a hole in your foxhole. It's supposed to toss grenades a hole in. with a hole within a hole. Yep. So, dude, in, so in the front shelf, dude, that's you're supposed to have a hole. That's deep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> that's uh. Dude, Man. you liked your own joke. Bro, that's a classic. Way too much. Dude, I wish I had like... <laughs> it just came to me. I wish I had like... The Lord put that joke on my I heart. I wish I had that so freaking... What's the thing? What's the... What's the yeah, thing yeah, called? Yeah. I wish I had that. Dude, you got all those buttons? Yeah. There's no yeah, joke button? There's no joke button. I should have... Oh. You can load it I up I got there. a wah, wah, wah or something like that. Hold on. Let me see. Hold on. Let me see. Well, no, well, why, yeah. Keep... No, I'm curious. What? Tell us about this sump hole. The sump hole. So in the front of your foxhole, you dig a hole straight and down at an angle. And so if someone tosses a hand grenade in there, you're supposed to pick it up and throw it inside that hole. Mm-hmm. That's what it's for. How deep is that hole? It's arm as far as you can reach. 
Okay. But you think about it. Okay, so have you done it? Like, have you have you done this before? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They, t- they and teach it works it in the Marine Corps. No, 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 no. Okay. Uh, the Iraqis really weren't that smart to throw hand grenades, but um, no, yeah, no, they were, I'm, they I'm were not smart enough I'm, just to hide it randomly maybe, maybe, in the ground. Have I tested the hole out with a live grenade? Yeah, or or did, no. did the Marine like in boot camp? Did they do that? Because I know you, no, because you got to understand it was a really weird place. Like, uh, you know, before the war on terror, technically the last true war was Vietnam. I know a bunch of Panama guys going to hate me. A lot of Somalia guys going to hate me. A lot of Desert Storm guys going to hate me. But however, comma the last true conventional warfare that went on and on and on was the Guat. And so we had a bunch of Cold War instructors. You're talking about dudes. You think about it. I went to boot camp in 02. 20 years prior to that was 1982. Okay, so you had guys, the gunnies and the first sergeants were, were in the 80s. So uh, they teach a bunch of uh, Vietnam War tactics. And so I think that's one of them. So, yeah. But yeah, definitely you're supposed to uh, dig a, it's called a grenade sump. You throw it in there. But fun fact 18 inches of packed dirt will stop a 7.62 round from AK 47. Okay. okay. 18 so inches. Now I've got a follow up to that. Yep. Follow up question. Hit me. Have you been reading any scripture this week? Of course I have. Tell me about it. Well, um, I have been doing a lot of bouncing around. Of course, I'm in the um, the, uh, the 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 godly foxhole, um, undaunted mm-hmm. uh, Bible study. But um, uh, I hear good things, huh? I hear good things. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really good, and I'm apparently not the only one. But um, you know, I really went over. So when when I joined you guys this past weekend, um. You guys have been going over First uh, Peter, mm-hmm. right? And so I kind of jumped into that. You know, that's kind of where I was at. Was I was reading um, Peter again, you know, mm. and reading some of that, um, some of that conversation that uh, the apostles. It's really crazy to listen to some of these, read some of these letters. And when I was a kid, um, you know, no one really taught me how to read the Bible, um, or like, I'm one of those people that have the internal monologue. Some people don't have that. You know that? Mm-hmm. Some people mm-hmm. don't have the voice inside Yeah, it's weird. I didn't know that's a thing. And then until. there's some people that they don't have the internal and then just everything comes out externally. Like yeah. no filter. Yeah, some people do. Yeah, yeah. I think I met someone like that. Yeah. Oh, I've met tons of people like that. Well, some of us have a filter. It just depends on how wide the holes are in the filter. Right. Sometimes it's a very fine filter. Yeah, like how many microns can you go down? Yeah, yeah. And then some of it's like a... It's like a wicker basket, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trying to pour water in a whisker ba- wicker basket. Mm. But uh, everyone who knows George knows that he uh, does have a limited filter. But uh, as I get older... Um, what happens? Does it clench? Sometimes. Does it clench up? Sometimes. Sometimes. Okay. Uh, but anyways, um, what I was saying is... Uh, what was I saying? You messed me up. You were talking us. about Peter, and then you were talking about inner monologue, and then you were oh, talking about yes. how you read. Uh, yeah. How you're reading Peter. So, so anyways, so when I was a kid growing up... Um, I used to, when I read the Bible, it was always a booming God voice, like from Hercules or something. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. everything was like voice, the voice of God. Like, that's how I heard it. And then I realized as I got older, like, hold up. This is a guy who's writing a church to either encourage them or to rebuke them. You know, it depends on if you're reading Paul or you're reading Peter. And so, uh, you know, first Peter, I thought, was, I thought was pretty good. And, you know, um, I thought it was quite encouraging. And I needed some encouraging this week. You know what I mean? Mm. So, well, I'm glad you got it. It's, yeah, it's, it sounds like maybe you kind of do what I do, and 
you read the Bible or dig into it as the wind kind of takes you. And it's not necessarily because I think there's a difference in what I'm trying to say. It's not that, oh, I'm going to try to find the verse that molds to my life, if that makes sense. Right. right? It's not a, um, um, oh, man, I, you know, I'm having issues with my wife, so let me find that. I mean, certainly that, that, that helps, but I don't think you can do that. I think, you know, in order to study, you got to like kind of dig in. But I kind of jump around to make sure, like, I, I just get bored. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I yeah. jump I, I jump around, but I dig in for a purpose to, like, learn. And then whenever I kind of find that, and if I don't find anything else, is like kind of that meta-learning around it. Yeah. You know? I think we all I think we all go through that. I, that's actually one of the reasons that I really like, like, disagreements about, like, doctrinal differences. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I can look, like, I remember, like, the first time. Like I went deep, like really started studying as, as a as a young man, mm-hmm. and that's when you know I met someone with a different doctrinal belief. You know, I met my first Calvinist, and and, they, and they introduced me to that's what tough. that was about, and I was yeah. like, "Whoa, I've never heard this before." And yeah, and that's what. But the thing was, is like that was like the kind of like the 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 goad for me to like really start digging in, and and i've seen but i've seen that with others i mean too I, other people i've disagreed I've with i've gotten bored i've gotten bored with it but uh sometimes and it's because of my upbringing and i thought it was really strange uh the first time i saw them doing a uh 365 day like read through of the bible because like me growing up in church and stuff like that i've read the bible cover to cover i don't know 10 times or something when i used to get in wow. trouble when i used to get in trouble that was part of me being grounded Mm. my mom would leave the Bible in there and be like, read the Bible. That's all you could do is read the Bible. And I would read it. Like, and then so like when, did it help? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I wasn't really reading it. I was, a, I was, you know, being 12 years old and you're like, back then, you know, your boy was rocking that KJV, you know, King James. And I was like, the thou, why, like, why does God sound like Shakespeare? And it was the funniest thing. But, uh, so, so what I mean by that is that when I first realized that there are adults who had never read through the Bible, it was just strange to me, like, wow, you know. And so, no, usually. What, you didn't get disciplined this way? Well, that, yeah, that, and on top of the fact that, like, you know, it's just, it's it's ignorance on my part, um, naivety, if you will. Um, just, think, just assuming that, you know, people um, all had a, a some type of walk, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I grew up in the South, so, you know, the Bible Belt. Mm-hmm. So, and, I mean, how many churches do you think are in this town? 150? I mean, at least more churches four. than gas stations, I think. There's more churches than gas stations. At I, least four. At least, sure, yeah, at least four, and probably more than 400 in this county. Mm-hmm. So anyways, so that's why, I like, reading, like, I didn't specifically, Bryce, I didn't specifically, like, uh, just jump into something, just find something and jump in. Usually what I've done is um, I, I do, like, you know, like the Undaunted thing, like I find one of those that I really like. Yeah. And I read into it and I try to um, extract from the word what it means. I'm a context guy. Mm-hmm. I really hate people who jump on like Facebook and Instagram and Pinterest and they put like something out there. And I get it. You know, it might be motivational for you and stuff like that. But let's talk about the context. You're talking about a verse with no context. Yeah. 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 yeah that's actually funny because that's that's what I was going to share for like my personal reading. This week well, was go ahead. An example. An Hit example me. of that was hit me tube sock because i was so it's funny like the placement of this because you would think you know like obviously 
the last week when we talked about what have you been reading this since the last podcast would kind of be the thing. But this last week I was reading, you know, mostly mostly Peter five, you know, just getting yeah. ready getting ready for Sunday's group and stuff like that. But um so this week I've started I've started reading through Second Corinthians in and just like remembering, I, I, it's probably just been a while since I've actually just personally just kind of sat through and read through Second Corinthians. But there's some serious bangers in there. Yeah, man, it's just it's just it's like I was just reading some of the like, hey, give us an example idiot headliners. So, so I started in I hopped I hopped into chapter five, and so here's one of those. Here's one of the, what's funny was I'm reading this whole chapter, and then like I get to the bottom. And like I read one of those Instagram scriptures, right? Or just something like I've heard probably a dozen times, right? So like at the at the end of chapter five, it's talking about Jesus. It says, He made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. And what's funny was like you can take that just as is, right? It just seems like a nice solid statement. Yeah. But I was enjoying all of the scriptures that led up to it. And so it was just like really reading, staying in context of the chapter and like just reading that chapter and then, and then getting to that point, it was just like, it just hit a different way. So like, cause like I started reading, I mean, even just the topic. So when you go up to the verse 11 and the right above it, it's got that little idiot note on there, you yeah. know, for us. Yeah. Slow. It's like, oh, the ministry of reconciliation. Right. And so I was just reading, oh, therefore knowing the fear of the Lord, we persuade others, but we are... Uh, but, but what we are is known to God, and I hope it is known also to your conscience. We are not commending ourselves to you again, but giving you cause to boast about us so that you may be able to answer those who boast about outward appearance and not about what is in the heart. Mm. Just think about that statement. You can yeah. just hang out there. Yeah. We're not about, so you would have something against, this is, this is, he's like, I'm giving you guys material. It's like, I'm giving you guys. Yeah. Some some stuff here, some information here. So giving giving you cause to boast about us, so that you may be able to answer those who boast about the outward appearance. Right. This is this is for me the difficulty of like of re- of honestly like this is what goes through my mind like meeting any Christian. Right. Is because outwardly, outwardly there's lots of good people. Yeah, yeah. You can yeah, convince someone you're a good person. Very true. So I'm no longer convinced by just outward appearances anymore. No, I'm interested. Like, what, like, wanna, like, I want to, like, just because someone says I'm a Christian or I go to church, like, for me, that's not enough. I'm still interested to see. Okay, what about like what's really going to come out of this person? Right. When you actually spend time with, when you actually spend time with someone, or even working with someone, or doing ministry with someone. And then, you know, you start getting frustrated or you start working on something difficult. Yeah. And then you start really seeing what's coming out. Right. You know, and that's, but that's, and Paul's making this point is uh, those who boast about outward appearance, and it doesn't even just have to be a person. It could just be whatever, whatever is you're in charge of. Like, oh, look, look, you know, look at the appearance of these things. But he goes, just goes, but I'm trying to give you this to answer those who boast about outward appearance and not about what is in the heart. Dang. For if we are beside ourselves, and that's interesting. What's funny is there's different translations of this when he talks about if we are beside ourselves, it is for God. If we are in our right mind, it is for you. It's interesting to get, it's interesting that, that the whole word beside ourselves. There's like a different translation. It's like, that it says 
Like if we're out of our mind. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if we're out of our mind, it's for God. He goes, but if we are in our right mind, it is for you. For the love of Christ controls us. Dude, who can say that? Yeah. Who you know who can say that? For the love of Christ controls us. Like I'm I'm being sorry. <laughs> being controlled right now. Mm. It's the love of Christ. I just can't help it. I just gotta I mean right? True. Yeah. I can I mean I could think of a family who I could too. Who who I would say probably is controlled by the love of Christ. They can't help it, but to be hospitable, loving, and kind. Because we have concluded this, that one has died for all, therefore all have died. And he died for all, that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for mm. him mm. who for their sake died and was raised. From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him no longer, thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Like I'm reading it, I'm reading this this week, and by what, and then by this week I mean today. Yeah. <clears throat> because <laughs> i started reading i was like oh i'm going on the podcast right like, so I mean, like so what you're saying is next week me and bryce need to pull out like a page and a half because that's twice in a row you've done this yeah because i'm gonna i'm gonna hit you with a page and a half maybe. I, I hope you do <laughs> but it's it's dude i'm just reading this this chapter hit me and it's like i love that i love that and then it, it goes into it goes into one of my favorite scripture words yeah so it just talked about giving us the ministry of reconciliation right right and then we're coming up we're coming up on this word. I just, I just think it's important. So hold on. Let me, uh, let me hit you with the definition of reconciliation while you're looking at that. I like that. That way we can, everyone can, uh, uh, um, reconciliation. All right. <clears throat> Let's see what old Webster has to say. Uh, what's Oxford actually? The restoration of friendly relations. The action of making one view or belief compatible with another. That's nice. Let me read that again. Yeah, please. The restoration of friendly relations and the action of making one view or belief compatible with another. So okay. So. Mm-hmm. The second one is a new, that's a new one. I haven't heard of that. The action of making one view or belief compatible with another. How can you do that if they uh, if they're opposing? How do you take how do you make one belief more compatible with another if they are opposing beliefs? Well, hit me. What do you got, Bryce? Oh no no, no. anything no go Luke. Oh Luke, Luke's Luke's uh, he, he looks like a steaming locomotive right now, he's, so he's, I can't he's, stop. He's ready to pounce. Yeah, pounce away, my friend. Well, no, it's just interesting that you talk about that. It's like, well, how do we do that? Well, let's look at what God did. Hit me. So all this is from God, right? Yeah. Who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, here's some definition for you. Yeah. In Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them. Right. And entrusting to us the message of re- of reconciliation. Therefore, and this is this is this is the word I like. We are ambassadors for Christ. Mm. God making his appeal through us. Luke, are you talking to me? 
today? Is that what's going on you're here, bud? You've been, thinking, you've been thinking about me this week? We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made, and then here we go. So we just read all that. Yeah. Now watch this hit. Okay. For our sake, he made him to be sin, who knew no sin, mm. so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Mm. Dude, doesn't that just hit a different way? It does. It does, actually. <laughs> right? Yeah. When you put it in some yeah. context. Yeah, you put in a little bit of context. Right? So what is, I mean, yeah, you talk about what is reconciling. What? Building a friendly relations. How can Rebuilding. we, how can we, right, the issue, the issue, right, the message of our, of the gospel is that we are unreconciled, right? We have an opinion, we have a view, we have a, a, a life that is contrary to God. So how can God make us right with him? How can God reconcile us? Well, he has to not count our trespasses against us. Mm. Can you say that word again? Which one? Uh, tra- 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 trespasses? Yeah, I mean that was very that was very Twin Cities kind of. You got that? Trespasses, <laughs> trespasses, trespasses, trespasses. I do the same thing. All right, sorry, wife. sorry. All right. Uh, oh, that's funny, dude. You know what's funny about the one note I got from listening to the podcast last week is I need to slow down. Mm. Well, slow down, bud. <laughs> okay, this just. I, I want you to know. <laughs> I, I, I do want you to know. That we have a very good fan that's uh, hailing from uh, Minneapolis. I believe she lives right outside of Minneapolis. Her and her husband. I'll have to look up, but she uh, she would be happy to know that you are a fellow uh, Minnesotian. Uh, Minnesotan, right? Minnesotan. What is it? Minnesotian. Minnetonka. <laughs> um, no, no, seriously. <laughs> She lives. No, in, it's, uh, it's Minnesotan, right? She lives sure. in uh, Shaska. Yeah. She lives know. in Shaska. Are you familiar? The, the drink? Yeah, I love it. No, Shaska, Minnesota. C H A S K A. Well, folks, nothing's getting done on this episode. What's Have funny, a good day. What's funny is like all these white people moved into Minnesota and they named everything after Indian words and they were just like screwing it up. So Shaska, C H A S K A, Minnesota. You're not familiar. No, oh, it, it but sounds. But you are familiar with though, Eden Prairie because that's where yeah, my wife grew up. Yeah, of course. Okay, well, her name is Ann Mater, and and, and, and Matt is uh, her uh, husband. Oh, shout out! Oh, don't you oh, know? Shout out! Don't you know? Uh, but yeah. So, anyways, so that's uh, um, that's what I got. That's what I. That's the scripture I'm getting. And that's out of what? For the for the listeners, where that's out of. Is a Second Corinthians chapter five. Second Corinthians chapter the, five. It was the latter half of the chapter. Yeah, the ministry of rec- reconciliation, starting at verse eleven. It's just Second Corinthians chapter five. Yeah, verse eleven. That's nice. Yeah. Okay, that's well. Thanks, thanks for sharing. Huh? Hey, George, I got a question. Yeah, hit me. Have you been reading or listening to anything outside of the Bible this week? That's been, been edif- that's been edifying. Edifying. But read anything, a book or a... Oh, well, I'm still in the... Well, I'm still in the leadership book. Um, but I also... Um, which which leadership book? The same one again? I was talking about last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I really like that one. I mean, anything for anyone new? that maybe anything hasn't caught up. Oh, uh, What's the title again? It's called... Oh, man. Uh, leadership. It's like... It's like Jesus, Jesus. leadership. Yeah, right? like yeah. the principle, like Jesus, Jesus uh, leadership. Yeah. How Jesus gets down, I think the is what leadership, it's called. <laughs> the leadership lessons of Jesus, a timeless model for today's leaders by Robert Brenner. Did you get into it at all this week? Did you get into that book? Uh, yeah. Uh, today it was ba- so. This week I read basically about communication, okay. about communication between leaders, and so like in the military, being a platoon sergeant, being a squad leader, um, 
community. Uh, so information is control, right? He who holds the information controls uh, a lot of different things, specifically in the military. Um, and you've probably done this. I don't know if Bryce has ever done this because Bryce kind of went zero to cool guy really quick. But you and I, we've done a lot of hurry up and wait, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that hurry up and wait, nine times out of ten, I've discovered as I've gotten further up in my career, it was, uh, it was, it's basically unnecessary. Uh, all that's that's unnecessary stuff. They kind of just do it because a lot of times leaders are lazy. So like you get the information, and instead of going out and telling your guys, a lot of times they just sat on it. You know, a bunch of E6s, E7s just chilling in the uh, in the office somewhere or somewhere just drinking some coffee or whatever. Or it goes further up. You got a bunch of officers sitting around with the information. They already got the information. They think, oh, let me bang out a couple of emails or let me let me let me make this phone call. They forget that they've got an entire group of dudes who are waiting on their word, mm. right? So like communication, being able to. Uh, communication is very hard, especially for uh, America today. Uh, we use phones and texts and things like that. Everyone here is guilty of reading a text out of context, Yeah, depending on your mood. If you're upset with someone and someone sends you uh, a text, it could even be, hope you have a good day. You read it like that. Yeah. Hope you have a good day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it wasn't meant that way. So communication is terrible. Uh, 85%, I think what the number is, uh, communication is... Uh, Body language. Mm-hmm. As an Intel guy, I've done a little bit of Intel stuff for the sniper world. I know you do some Intel. When I have a conversation with somebody, the first indicator someone's crossed arms uh, is means that they're uh, guarding themselves. It's an easy one. It's like the first one you can learn. So yeah. Watching people's arms doing this, mm-hmm. uh, touching their face, things like that, a lot of times means that they're guarded and they're, they either are on the verge of being defensive or they don't want to open up as much. Um, people's arms down by their side usually, you know, or folded in front of them is more open. Yeah, but, and that's like, a, and, and I just want to yeah. real quick. That's like yeah. a preliminary one. It's like, oh, you know, that's uh, basic. I'm crossing, yeah, I'm crossing my yeah. legs, crossing my arms. But then also, you kind of get into a little bit more like deep. Is like, okay, it could be where Luke is crossing his arms. He just needs a self hug. Yeah. Like that's how also he's feeling. That. He's tired. Does yeah. it have and, it, could it possibly have anything to do with the temperature? No, 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 you're from Minnesota. Yeah, you're from Minnesota. You're wearing a Minnesota shirt. Yeah. It's like 62. Yeah, Dude, that was like nine years ago. And? His skin's got gotten Viking blood, thinner. right? He's got thin skin now because he's old. No, technically I was born in California. I was about to say, your family's originally from California. <laughs> originally. Yeah. So I grew up in Minnesota. Was your dad in the military? I knew there was something I didn't yeah. like about you. He was in the Corps as well? Mm-hmm. Semper Fi really? Mr. Chakillis. Yeah. He was my recruiter. So you literally are... <laughs> <laughs> So wait, so you literally are just a number two, just a junior, hundred percent. Yeah, 100%. Are, are you a junior? Junior. Might, well, yeah, kind of. Uh, is your dad's kinda. name Luke? What's your dad's name? No, my dad goes. Well, don't, by, my well, dad goes. Don't dox him. What's your dad go? Oh yeah, don't dox him. He's a he's a public figure. He's his a pastor. Name, yeah, he's oh, a pastor. Go, go check well, him out. Google him. You yeah, can check but, him out. but if you dox, yeah, <laughs> if you dox his, him, uh, then it doxes you though. Is that what you Yes, Yeah, a hundred percent. I don't live in his house anymore. Yeah, but it doesn't. <laughs> ma- oh, okay. okay. All right. No, All fine. Right. Go ahead. All right, sure, I'm just looking sure. out for you and your family. That's yeah. fine. Do whatever you want. All right, Luke Smith. But go then, ch- whenever you dox yourself, you dox me. Go try to so, find okay. him. His name is Chick. Go try to Chick. find him. Yeah, Chick. That's pretty dope. And that's what they called. That's what they called. That's what I was called. Without a C, the, right? Without a C. That's right. Well, without the last C. I call him Hick. <laughs> I call you. <laughs> I call you uh, Luke Duke. That's what I call you, Luke Duke. But anyways, communication. So, yeah. uh, you know, so if you get a piece of information, it's very important for you to pass down that information to your guys. Uh, 
very rarely is a piece of information a secret. You have to understand the purpose of that information. If that information is personal to an individual, then of course that's uh, that should be a secret. If that information is personal to that information to that person, but uh, uh, dangerous to someone else, then you got to kind of weigh that, right? You got to figure out uh, should I or should I not based off of that. There are times where that is a definite easy answer. Like I got to tell, I got to, I got to, I got to let this information out. Uh, for instance, if your boy's getting ready to be screwed in the pooch because uh, we woke up at one o'clock in the morning, which was a regular occurrence in the Marine Corps to go to the rifle range at eight in the morning, we woke up at one, went to the armory, got our rifles, sat outside and slept in a park on the asphalt in the parking lot using the curb stop as a pillow until seven forty-five when the Motor T guys. <coughs> Motor T guys decide they want to show up with a bus. Yeah, was that intentional? What? Oh, no. this golfing? Like, that's my COVID. No, 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 not the golfing. They, was it intentional that they woke you up at no, it's one? A, no, it's a running joke. Like it's a real thing. Like the commander will be like, "Hey, let's be there at zero eight and the first sergeant will be like, "Hey, let's be there at zero seven Then the platoon sergeant's like, "Hey, let's be there at zero six oh, And then the squad no. leader's like, "Oh, let's be there at zero five because everybody's afraid. I see the lack of communication there. Yeah, everyone's afraid. Of, I see uh, it. of like yeah 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 so that's the what best, they do the best is the whole fifteen minute early thing yeah yeah, yeah. When that gets just out of control <laughs> oh yeah because it's that's like what I'm talking about it's like all right be here all right so when like when like yeah so like when the platoon guys like all right be here be here at oh eight right yeah everyone knows okay you know you gotta I need be, to be there, there at seven forty five seven forty five right yeah and then they start publicly declaring that like okay you guys know you know seven forty five be here yep. like, wait wait a minute. So wait seven next chain third. Next wait, chain seven forty-five. Seven forty-five. If you remember, was fifteen yeah. minutes early to eight. So are you just saying seven forty-five because we all know it's supposed to be seven forty? It's because right. it's really supposed to be eight, and that's yeah. seven forty. It was really early. Or now are you giving us a new time? <laughs> now yeah. So now I'm gonna be there at seven thirty to what was fifteen minutes early yesterday. And then the yeah. squad leader uh. goes. Well, if we've got to be there at 7.30, we've got to be there at 7.15. So he puts out to the team leaders, be there at 7.15. And yeah. by the time the privates get their information, it's 6.45 or 7. An hour early. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, communication. Uh, people really like to – information is control. So people will hold information on purpose – uh, either to hurt or to, you know, some people do do that. You know, but then, but then they don't look they at feel important or they feel empowered because I have this piece of information, right? Mm-hmm. And there are some of you weirdos out there that you love being told secrets, not because you like to tell people the secrets, because you just like knowing stuff. Yeah. Dude, the best part of a secret is secretly telling someone else. Well, yeah, sure. You know, um, <laughs> it's true. I know, I know some of us. So they'll trust Luke. Some of us had clearances um, yeah. on, on this podcast, yeah. and uh, I got told yeah. some information. And any time I got read into something, 100%. I I never wanted like I just dreaded immediately. Yeah, immediately. I'm like, golly, why do I have to? Yeah. Look, you know, so why like, do I have to know this. So that happened. So when I became a when I when I became a presidential uh, guard marine, like, and they gave me the top secret, like, I was like, dude. The first thing I was upset about was that there there was no aliens, and Elvis Presley and Tupac were not. At Camp David. You apparently didn't get read in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, maybe I didn't. Maybe that was compartmentalized and I, I missed that part. But uh, yeah, the, the, having a clearance and, uh, you know, uh, they give you information sometimes. It's, uh, you know, um, and that's another thing discernment. So being able to uh, be giving inform- given information and you have to weigh that information. Uh, discernment is a very dangerous thing because sometimes the information that you have is toxic 
you know that's good thanks man uh bryce passing out the coffee this morning uh and just so you know i drink mine black as night and bryce claims that because it's the fall season he has to have a splash of pumpkin spice i get yeah well you know i thought it was called autumn spice autumn spice it it, it just brings back that here you go Mm, that asmr yeah it just brings it just brings back fall is my favorite season so i fully embrace it i'm talking pumpkins yeah leaves you're in the wrong you're in the the wrong state for that you're in the wrong town for that you know first fall's only here for like a week once this tropical storm leaves it's gonna be like 95 again so does your book give an example like of how jesus communicated was he what was yeah. his leadership yeah, so, style? I mean, that's all he did was communicate. I mean, the the you know all his conversations that he had with. Uh, so, like, let's talk about parables, for instance. He never let a parable pass without explaining the parable to his guys afterwards. He would use the parable to kind of put it on their layman level, you mm-hmm. know, because most of them were blue collar guys anyway. They were yeah. fishermen, right? They were just. Yeah dudes right which is beautiful it's gorgeous uh and so jesus would bust out with a parable um my personal opinion the reason why he did that was because of um one he didn't want to reveal himself as a messiah yet right so we know that and when jesus spoke sometimes he didn't he didn't refer to himself as the messiah yet but he would hit him with the parable and uh people at the lowest level which is another thing we do in the military. We call it Barney style. Let me break this down. Barney style. You, what you do is you explain it at the lowest level so that everyone understands. It's the same thing that Jesus did. Barney from uh, Andy Griffith's show. No, the the dinosaur. But I feel like it's probably Barney from the Andy Griffith show. Also, he's been that's around. Barney style. They only get well. They only gave him one bullet. They told him to put it in his pocket. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he was. Well, like, I guess like they the, treated the intelligence him. level was a little low. I'm just saying. What but, about Barney and, and, Rubble? When did that guy come around? Oh, well, well, that's another one. That's good. That's a good one. I didn't really think about that one. Dang it. Why is there so many Barneys? That's or Barney from The Simpsons, who was completely hammered and had a hard time understanding things because he was always drunk. So there's that. So Yeah, so maybe it's just a collective... Like, Sh- don't name your son hey, Barney. Shout, I was about to say, shout mm. out to the Barneys. If you're out <laughs> yeah. there and you're having a hard time right now, <laughs> no, listen, go ahead and they call have, into they the have, show. I, I'm sure they all have some kind of unique nickname. Go ahead and call into the <laughs> show. Yeah. They don't go by Barney. No, yeah, I wouldn't either. Because once you find out you're Barney, you're like, uh. But anyways, so breaking it down, Barney style, you know, the most uh, edu- communicating at the at the lowest level so that everyone has a, a chance to mm-hmm. understand. If you think about it, like, the Gospels, as you're reading it, it's really, what's funny is like, it's really a transcript of like Jesus's podcast. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I look at you because it's not Jesus talking to us, right? right it's right, not right. like, hey, you reader, you're right? Yeah. No, it's just a recording. It's a transcript of Jesus talking to his disciples. So it's like mm-hmm. same thing a podcast is. People what? are listening to our conversation. You're a fly right? on the wall. Yeah. 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 yeah so yeah, we're yeah, just yeah, a, yeah. we're just wa- we're just observing Jesus's conversation. We're subscribers, bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Click and subscribe. So Bryce, Jesus Bryce needs to jump on the train. Bryce, where are you reading that this week, man? Uh, honestly, the gospel. I brought it back to basics. Hallelujah. No, I did. Yeah. Um, there's uh, Matthew, Luke, Luke John, yeah. Acts. Which, yeah. one, which one you in? Um, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Let's see. Matt. Um, I think, honestly, it's, it's more or less um, the, not discrepancies, the differences in the gospel. Like, okay, John says this. Matthew and Luke 
say this, right. but you know, it's like, uh, like one, I was like watching a sermon and he was talking about, um, like how many blind men Jesus, um, healed. Right. And the accounts were, uh, the same between like two of the disciples, um, had, you know, talked about the same account and then there was one that only talked, like, I think it was like John, that only talked about this specific blind man, yeah. and the other ones didn't kind of think. So it was just kind of like looking, but but there was still, um, the the whole message was still the same between between them all kind of thing. So, um, yeah, just just uh, just bring it back to basics with the gospel, um, you know, because I think it's important. Um, I'll ask you a question. Do you think it's important, if you've been at a church for a certain amount of time, let's say let's say one year, that you understand what the gospel is, yeah, I what mean, it actually means, the good news, what the good news means, and being able to um, vocalize that, uh, and uh, uh, what's the right word I'm looking for? Communicate, communicate. But also, I'm looking for a letter. Present a word that starts with the letter A. Articulate. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lord. Um, articulate. Being able to articulate what the gospel is. Is that like a basic? Well, yeah, do you a think year? that's a basic? I think is you, that a church? Is that what you're asking? Is that a church thing? I'm asking you that if you've been going to a church for at least a let's just say a year. I mean, I think shorter, but let's say a year that you should be able to explain to someone what the gospel is because you've heard it so much, right? Just from should, going to church? Well, listening to the pastor, being involved with, uh, you know, you know, being being in the faith, which is not just going to church, but also you know, going through discipleship the other six days of the week, that through the course of that, someone, a teacher, if you will, um, be it small group, life group, Bible study, and church on Sunday, should have explained to you at least one time what the gospel is. And it is spoken about so much within that six months to a year that you should be able to articulate what the gospel is. Yeah. Okay. That's all I wanted. That's all I want. I just wanted validation. That's all. You don't know what the gospel is? Of course, but, but I think, but I think, I think, I think it's a sign of, I think it's a, uh, a, temperature, a temperature gauge, right? It's mm-hmm. a way to uh, gauge how well a church is, how healthy a church is based off of whether or not their um, attendees slash members slash whatever you want to call them. So you try to find their, their one-year-old members and be like, yo, what's the gospel? Or, or less, or I mean, some of them, or just some of them, just some of them two years, some of them three years, some of them four years. Yeah. But, but I guess that's one of the things because the Bible calls us to preach the gospel and they preach it often. Um, and so I think, and I could be wrong, that uh, if your members slash attendees slash congregation does not have the ability to do so, then I believe that you fail as a leader. We fail as disciple makers. Um, and that we should do a better job, especially people who are mature in the faith. That's all. Yeah, I um, I agree with it. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, and maybe anybody looking for a new church, that'd be a good good thing for them to kind of do is say, "Hey, I'm you know John. Nice to meet you, Pete. Hey, Pete, how long have you been going to the church? Oh, I've been going for six months or three years or whatever. Oh, cool. Um, can you tell me about Jesus? Yeah. I mean, because obviously, I mean. I just hit them with the diagnostic questions. What's that? Yeah, yeah. I you you do have your own you mind bending way. I do. of uh, the diagnostic questions. Yeah, the diagnostic questions. I don't know these. It's just two questions. Just two questions. Hit yeah, me. you know me. I'm all about my questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you love the questions. It's called the 
Socratic method. Uh, the what method? <laughs> the Socrates method. Socra- Socrates. But, Is that um, a non-biblical individual? No, he I don't think say, he's in the Bible. He, he didn't say Socrates. I was being stupid. He didn't. I don't think. Anyways, you said what? You said it was what? The what method? Um, no, no, I'm talking about the diagnostic questions. Okay, hit me. But no, the Socratic method is a way of it's a it's a way of like having an argument by but by asking questions. Right, right. Or if you're like if you're trying to get someone a point, you know, you just ask questions like, okay, so because eventually they answer their own questions. You know, not, right. Well, you yeah. get to, you get to, you're pulling the information from yeah, yeah, yeah. from them, or you're help you're guiding them yeah, yeah. to a conclusion. Yeah. You know, right? Yeah. It's like, all right. So, how do you think the world was made? You know, it's like, you're just asking questions. Yeah. You're not saying you're saying, well, I believe that the world was made like this. That, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you're not just you're not trying to indoctrinate someone, but you're okay. trying to. Like guide that. someone through a conversation and do a process of thinking. It's kind of like it's like a therapist I like or that. or the movie Inception, right? Oh, right. Yeah. You're trying to plant an idea in their head. Well, how do you plant an idea in their head? Well, you let them. They have to come to it themselves, or like an intelligence operator would, right? Like, oh, uh, <laughs> I have a great idea. <laughs> Thirty no, minutes the di- after you the di- the great idea, the diagnostic questions. Yeah. All right. Um, question number one. Number one. Okay. Listen. listen. George, I'm listening. Can I ask you a question? Okay. Um, does your relationship with God make you sure that you will go to heaven when you die? That's a good one. Are you asking me right now? I just did. I thought I did. Yes. Use your name. Does my relationship with yeah. God ensure make you? Yeah. Makes me sure. Are you sure that you're going to go to heaven when you're dying? Because based on your relationship with God, I believe that I must fight for my salvation daily. Okay, I so hope that through so my daily cross bearing. Well, we haven't right. So you're, you're giving me more information than I've even asked for. Yeah, that. But I typically, tell guys. Typically, the first question an interrogator's dream. Well, you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm an interrogator's dream. I give it to you all, baby. Yeah. So want? first question. First question is: Does your relationship with God make you sure that you'll go to heaven when you die? Right. right? All right. So what, well, see, the on, problem is they're like, it's not I a know problem. You. We're not done yet. You. I know you, so I'm like, if, we're not done yet. If I didn't know you, I'd probably be like, yes. So let's just leave it. At let's that. just leave it at that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Pretend, right? pretend yes. he's not him. Right. Okay. Okay. But I'll tell you, as uh, as someone who's asked the question a lot, mm-hmm. you're uh, you're gonna get a lot of I hope so's. Yeah. Or yeah. I don't I don't know I hope so. Yeah yeah yeah. Right. Yeah. A lot of that. Yeah. So again, diagnostic question. I'm trying to figure out from this conversation where are you at, right? Right. So you just said yes based off of my question. I framed the, the second question. time around. Yeah. yeah. First, no, first time, and well, then you started well, did, the whole one, and then came back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Simplify yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. I was like, all right. Well, can I ask you another question? Sure. Question Luke, number two. Luke, ask me another question, okay, please. Well, in your words, what what would you say are God's requirements to get into heaven? Ooh. So based off of these, the, your answer to these two questions, yeah, is going to help me narrow down where you're at with your faith so and what you believe about the gospel. And I, well, of course. So then I assume that you're going to get a lot of denominational information also. What I'm going to get a lot of, mm-hmm. what I usually get a lot of is, mm-hmm. oh, just try to be a good person. Well, okay. There is that. There is that. Right. Nobody, nobody wants to imagine um, grandma going to hell or your sweet mother. Right. No one wants to imagine well, it. Right. When people, well, when people say a good person, you know, Again, this is this is what can you know after these diagnostic questions, then you can start leading down other paths, yeah, right? I hope, because I hope the listeners what is, are listening. What is, is a good, this is right? Good. What is a good? What is a good person? What is a good person compared yeah. to good compared to who? Yeah, like if you're comparing mm-hmm. yourself to each other, like Hitler, good, did, Hitler. Like, did, oh, I didn't kill anybody today. Hitler, right? Hitler didn't molest kids. Yeah, I didn't kill anybody today. That's a fact. Hitler did not molest kids. Is he a good person? I mean, he led people that did. 
Well, there's that. Right. So good compared to, compared to Hitler. Yeah, man. I'm good. Right. Yeah, yeah. But what's funny is Pol Pot. What's funny is God's requirements, as revealed through Scripture, is that who? How good are you compared to Him? How good are you compared to God? Mm-hmm. If you want to live in the place where God is, right. Right. God says you got to be holy. Yeah. Just as God is holy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. So then, then we're then we're getting a conversation where we're really going to unravel. Really going to have to. Yeah. unravel some okay how, okay how do we get how do we get to heaven all right george over here is fighting i don't know why jesus did the fighting yeah. but again that's when you start diagnose that's when you start diagnosing some where someone's at with their salvation where they where they what they believe about salvation what they believe about the gospel yeah and i think you'll also run into the people who have uh, there's a lot of justifying and watering down right sure well because you ask that question yeah. you say you well, you say um uh, you know um what makes a good person or, or what entails, uh, you know, salvation or what, what's good, what's good and what's bad. Right. What, well, here's, here's what's interesting is with a lot of your churchgoers is a lot of people who come to the faith and start coming to church. Right. Right. Who are coming to the, coming to church and coming to the faith. Right. They're, they're persuaded into Christianity. Right. Because they're, they're told that it's going to make their life better. Right. Right. So. Right. But the gospel you know, in the gospel and truth, right? Is we, we need to repent. Yep. Something needs to something needs to change. Something needs to something needs to die. Right. Right. So kind of just read like even just in Second Corinthians, like yeah, all have died. We're all all need to die. But those who live, we're all dead. But those who live, yeah, something needs to happen. Death needs to happen. New life needs to happen. Right. The Holy Spirit needs to come in. There needs to be a new life that needs to happen. Yep. Right, and so you don't get that new life, right, until there's actually been a, ch- I, a change in actual have to process say, in you. I have to say that moment, I think, is what loses a lot of Christians is the holy, the definition of holy, of being separate and apart, and the whole dying of the old life and the creation of the new life. I believe that separates the most Christians because uh, our self gets involved there, and we start thinking, oh, man, I'm a hypocrite, right, because I used to be that guy. And now you're not, right? So that's when you get a lot of conflict outside of your immediate. So we always talk about, like, what's the, who's the hardest people to disciple? And everyone says family, right? And so, well, most people say family. And then the reason why they just they justify why they're the hardest is because, oh, well, they knew me back when I was a dirtbag, right? Mm-hmm. They knew me when I was womanizing. They knew me when I was drinking and stuff like that. And, and yeah, but I think that's the point that a lot of people – turn off and that's when they start watering it down they're like well you know and i'm not going to get into whether or not i believe drinking or whether i believe smoking or whether i believe blah 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 blah, any of that stuff i'm not gonna get into that but usually when someone talks about like what's going to send me to heaven you get the oh i'm a good person and then you have some people who are the other side of the coin they're like well look i don't drink and i don't smoke and i don't watch the old pornography right Mm -hmm. so i'm I'm better. I'm better than that other guy, right? That's how they justify that one. But the truth is, we all fall short. Mm-hmm. We all fall short, and um, every single one of us falls short of the grace of God. Amen. Yeah, I. <sighs> do you fall short, Bryce? Oh, all the time, one hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. do. Uh, I have been. My patience, uh, because I fall short, uh, 
mm-hmm. um, is is uh, lacking right. with some people like that, where they say, "I am a Christian," da 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 da, and they throw it on as if they can kind of do no wrong, right? Or they just kind of regurgitate everything. There's no heart. You know what I'm saying? It's just kind of like they just kind of put it on and be like, well, I'm saved and this and that, and I'm just going to keep coasting through life. You know, like there's no there's no fruit, there's no action, none of that. Mm-hmm. So I've been putting a lot of my attention to the people that have done a complete 180, a.k.a. Um, repentance, right? Yeah. Because that's what – that's the the definition of that word is to turn away. Complete 180. Mm-hmm. Because if it's not of God, it's what? What's well, the devil? Yeah, it's evil, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um <laughs> that's, that's the cutest hear. thing. Sorry, my if little, you can hear little, yeah, little baby is just Bryce's daughter them. is beating down the back door here. I want to get to her dad. So we only got a couple minutes here, but I, I want to say um I, I encourage everyone to do some digging on YouTube's and that's what I've been doing here recently. Um, where I've been, uh, I can't remember, I'll, I'll have to bring it next week, but um, name of this uh, YouTube channel, and it's it's basically um, a Christian, uh, as it seems, interviewing uh, Christians, but they weren't Christian before, right? Like, a lo- all of us weren't, I would say, yeah. um, that have became Christians, but um, I, I mean, like, New Age Witch. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Um Muslim, Buddhist. Dang. And then not only that, so so they talk about kind of their whole life. Oh, I, like the witch, for instance. Oh, I grew up Catholic, and like I was hardcore. Like I did everything, anything they wanted me to do, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then just kind of the spiral, and you see a lot of common theme in her life and other people's lives where you go, well, maybe she did, like these other people that she is kind of similar to didn't start for witch, but basically she was, longing for something she was missing something she was constantly trying to get validation from men from women that's you know she ended up going um uh uh going uh lesbian and you know whatever she could drugs whatever it was parties to because she was longing for something she could never find it and then eventually becoming a christian so it's just so interesting listening to these people who are on fire for christ that were completely against it and how that transition kind of came as yeah. opposed to, and I'm not trying to um, overshadow or undershadow, whatever the term is, for anyone that's just like, oh, yeah, I just kind of grew up in church and now I'm a Christian. It's like, hey, that's great. And that's kind of how I fell into it. It was just like, yeah. you know, I've had yeah. my ups and downs, but overall it wasn't a bad thing. Like I wasn't a witch. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, right. and not that I'm saying I'm better than that person. Don't get me wrong. I just find their story more interesting because of how far they've come, you mm-hmm. know? Um. Yeah, I'm yeah, gonna say I'm gonna say something that's probably controversial, but I think at it's the end, almost at the end, you're yeah, gonna you gotta li- you gotta leave it on a cliffhanger. Well, this is, you this is what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say that it's almost easier to become a Christian with someone who has no bad habits. Mm. I think it's easier. I, sometimes I wished I had been a witch or a Muslim. When you say bad habits, bad Christian habits. Bad Christian habits, yeah. yes. Bad doctrine, uh-huh. uh, bad uh, bad um, study habits, bad um, theological habits, things like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, you agree, mm-hmm. Luke? What are you doing? You're staring off like you're about to... No, I know what you're talking about. Cause, yeah, yeah. yeah, I was going to follow up with what Bryce had said about like, you know... It's, I think those... it's almost easier 
those for t- them well because it's such a you can show such a stark difference right contrast different like when someone right. is living in uh either evil or they're living a life that's just totally self-gratifying right yeah. they're just yeah. chasing their pleasures yeah you know that person you know is like gonna hit a hard road gonna hit a hard wall and it's super easy like all i've got to do is not do exactly right. what i did yesterday right and it's just something like it's just something like it's like look yeah like yeah obviously you've been living a lifestyle of just self-gratifying like right. yeah eventually you're gonna hit a wall eventually you're gonna get to the point where she's like yeah listen like you can't just live life for yourself it becomes it becomes so clear yeah at that point it's like you can't just live life for self-gratification like no like actually you were designed for a purpose you were designed to be reconciled to god you're designed to be his right you're 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 designed to be part uh in in relationship in community you're designed to be in community build friendly relations exactly did you guys just tie the beginning of the podcast back into the end of it that's right so i would say yeah i would follow up and say like i think the most difficult people to reach like you said when you said that you said your family i was like i I think it's people in church can be the most difficult people to difficult people to reach especially people who's grown up in a culture or grown up in a way where most definitely again because their outward appearance matches yeah amen it's matching genuine christians right genuine people because again this this is a different type of different type of person right there's a person who's brought up in the community right brought into the community community and listen like i'll tell you from a kid who grew up in church man it's easy to be a christian when you're around other Christians, hundred thousand percent, right? Peer, it, it's just peer pressure, yeah. right? You're just doing what everyone else is doing. Yeah, the example's literally right, right in front of you. Yeah, I'm just, just doing what, what everyone doing. else is doing. Yep, right. This and seems like the right thing to do. When you're left to your own do. devices, though, yeah. Guess what you we're still, doing? You still, and then, and then you struggle with secrets. You've sitting. been told not to stick that fork in the light socket, yeah. and nobody around you has stuck a fork in a light socket for 10, 15 years. All of a sudden, you're by yourself. It's just you, that light socket, and a fork. You know what you're going to do? Yeah. You know that's, what you're going to do, Bryce? Yeah. You're going to stick that bad boy in there. You're going to ride the lightning. I mean, that's, that's the difficulty. Is like, you're going to ride the lightning. If you're, if you're in that community, you're in that area, you're in the atmosphere where you're, you're, you think you're being a Christian. You think right. you're a Christian. You think you're doing what everyone else is doing. Yeah. And, but yet you're struggling with secret sin. Mm. It has to be a secret. Amen. Because how cause you can't come out with it. But that, you can't. But listen, you're living a life without the power to battle that sin. Mm-hmm. Okay, Bro, you because stop. you're just you're just right. Because again, you haven't been brought properly into a relationship with God. Amen. Your relationship with God is in group settings mm-hmm. only, only, only in group settings. Yep. It's like trying to develop a relationship with your wife in group settings. Yeah, you yeah, o- yeah I only yeah, hang yeah. out with my wife when you know we're going out on double dates or friends Woo! or whatever. Right? Yeah, that's about as deep as your relationship with God is going to be. Dang. Right? If you're only hanging out with God at group sessions. Yeah. Right, but. God is reconciling us to himself because we're supposed to be in communion with him. Because, listen, he gave us his Holy Spirit as a guarantee. This is the power that's going to change you. This is the power that's going to change you into life. And guess what? That don't come until you die. That's right. Okay? Listen, I, I'll be honest. When I was reading 2 Corinthians chapter 5, I was trying to find a different verse because it's been on my head all week. Wait, wait time out. Die to your flesh or die, like, mortality? Like, can you just... Clarify it. There should be a step one before the step two. Okay. Because yeah, right, so there's no coming back. Really want to see two, Jesus? No, no, I'm just uh, step two. There's no, no coming back from step two. I'm clarifying for the listeners. Well, I was trying to clarify. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm sorry. Go there. ahead. Go but ahead. You're right. Did it's you a just, good clarification. Did you just cut off? No, no. Lucrates? Listen, I'll wrap this up. I'll wrap this up because yeah, it's time. It's time. We got a heart out. We do. But, but the verse I was looking for, and I'll find it for next week because it's been on my head. But it's basically just, yeah. 
going in, Paul's talked about the process of crucifixion and resurrection happens in us daily. Yeah. Okay. It's supposed to be a daily process. There's supposed to be crucifixion. There's something dying in, uh, about our old nature so that new life can be resurrected. The life of Christ can be resurrected, right? But not until there's been crucifixion. That's the thing. Yeah. You can't have the resurrected power of Christ until something, someone's been put to death. Right. Something in you has been put to death. Right. The flesh needs to die. That's what I'm talking about. Um, the spirit, the, the nature of flesh in us needs to die. Not anyone needs to go not teaching a, a gospel of killing yourselves to get to heaven. But yeah, I would say I know yeah. you're I know you're cueing the music. I would just say um, uh, for for all the new believers, it's not an overnight thing. Meaning, oh, no. there's pruning. 100%. It, it takes time. There's molding. Yeah, that's why it needs to happen. The crucifixion and resurrection is yeah. a continual process. Yep. It's not a one-time thing. Jesus did it. Yes, we have that power. But what Paul's talking about in, in that passage in Corinthians, which I'll have next week, keep the music. I, I just like keep behind it. Me. I keep just love behind <laughs> But it needs to be, it's a continual process. It keeps happening. Yeah. Crucifixion and resurrection of the new life, the death of the, death of the old one, like you're saying, Bryce, and it, that it continually happens. I love it. Continue. Hey, I love thanks, guys. Thank you. It's been a nice one. I like this one. I like this one. It's a good one. Thank you. I'm excited about being nice. uh, here next week. I Ladies and gentlemen, join us next week. We jump back in. That got quiet really fast. That's ruined it. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it back. Circle it back. So uh, that's the end of this week. Hopefully we'll see you next week. Uh, have a listen for us. Like and share. Uh, we're on Facebook, Violence and Jesus. Um, hopefully these guys don't force me to change the name because controversy seems to be a little fun around here. I like it, especially when it's it's through love because i love you guys and i hope that i hope that god blesses you and i hope god uh, blesses you through uh, listening to this and that you guys learn something and that you take away something from this and uh i love you man love you bryce love you too love you luke love you guys everybody out there listen i love you peace out